You're listening to the Super Talk podcast, produced by the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, shaping profit to member super. Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Gary West and I'm the Senior Manager, Media and Communications with the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees. Joining me is Ingrid Kukulyan, Head of Impact and Sustainable Investing at Investment Manager Federated Hermes. Among the topics you'll be hearing about today are loss of biodiversity, the collaboration with the Natural History Museum, why it's important to invest in biodiversity, and what types of companies to invest in. Ingrid, thanks for joining me today. To start with, what are the main causes of biodiversity loss? Thank you, Guy. Great to be here. So there are five main causes of biodiversity loss, um, starting with changing land use and sea use, invasive alien species, pollution, climate change, direct exploitation of organisms. And all of the five causes of biodiversity loss are interconnected, which makes the task of prevented biodiversity loss even greater. So far, we have only tackled climate change. And as we all know, the efforts have been rather underwhelming with targets pushed out to 2050. Can you tell me about the uh, collaboration with the Natural History Museum in London, uh, how it came about and how it relates to biodiversity loss? So um, Dagger, who is the director of the Natural History Museum, and I spoke at the same panel during COP26 and we realised that we have a joint passion and as well as that we were really working with data. Um, the Natural History Museum, as Doug likes to put it, is a sidekick to the work that goes on behind the closed doors. There are more than 300 scientists, half of whom have PhD, uh, that work on various issues related to nature. And the Natural History Museum has developed something called the Biodiversity Intactness Index, which is the largest collection of species in the world. So they have taken a sample size of 56,000 species across fungi, insects, plants, and animals. They have mapped it across 48,000 locations in 100 countries globally to um, the level of a one square kilometer. This is what satellite imaging allows for now. And it's a great tool because it shows you the biodiversity richness that you can find in a certain region. This is very important when you engage with corporates to try to understand both their impacts and their dependencies on biodiversity. And by using the BII, you can actually analyze those. And they're also able to run scenarios, future scenarios, if you... Um, use the land in a certain way, um, what will happen to that particular land. It's been a great collaboration because we have managed to raise awareness together around this huge crisis that we are facing, which is biodiversity loss. And I'm so pleased to see a number of asset allocators as well as corporates today working with the Natural History Museum to understand their impacts and dependencies on biodiversity by using the BII. 
So why is it important to, to invest in bio, biodiversity? It's very important because we depend on biodiversity for everything, for our air, for our food, for our water, for our medicines and for our livelihoods. And the reason why it's important to invest is, is due to our energy and consumption needs. We have severely altered 75% of the Earth's surface and 66% of the marine environment. Um, in 2019, the UN commissioned a study uh, which included 500 scientists, and it was the first large-scale study of the biodiversity and global ecosystems. And they found that across the world, all of our ecosystems are in decline and the extinction is happening at the fastest rate in history. So it's very important to invest for the protection, restoration of biodiversity. Tell us uh, a bit about your fund, please. Which approach do you take? So we took the approach, uh, we took the hard road in, uh, in that we launched a fund that is only focusing on biodiversity champions. And those are companies that are already taking biodiversity into account, uh, whether it's through their supply, supply chain or their end products. We have put two main criteria. The first criteria is that a company needs to map to at least one UN SDG. And the reason for this is that it's been found that 80% of the UN SDGs depend on biodiversity. So if we don't resolve the issue of biodiversity loss, we are also very unlikely to reach UN um, SDG targets that we are supposed to reach by 2030. And the second one was that we have put the requirement that a company needs to reduce impact on nature, help preserve it or replenish biodiversity. After that, we have actually spent a year analyzing every relevant industry, vertical and sub-vertical, to ensure that we only allocate capital to those companies that are matching two of the requirements that we have put in place. And we have come up with a watch list of about 150 companies. If you had to select one prevailing theme, which one would it be? If I had to choose um, one of the drivers of uh, biodiversity loss, it would be our food systems and the changes in land and sea use. The reason for this is that um, nature should be looked at as a resource. We have been taking the approach of nature being permanent and it's scarce and it's becoming scarcer by the day. If you think of our food systems, about 50% of the world's habitable land today is used for agriculture, almost 80% of which is used for animal grazing. Commodity-driven deforestation is a permanent change in the forests, and they will never be forest again, which have huge implications around species, water, and climate change. And 70% of the tropical deforestation is tied to illegal conversion of land for agricultural use. 
you cannot resolve climate change if you don't resolve the problem of the deforestation and the food systems. On top of this, 70% of our water is used for agriculture. And every year we kill 80 billion animals, majority of which are industrially reared for our consumption needs. And this is the biggest source of animal cruelty globally. So in order to resolve climate change, you have to deal with the food systems in order to resolve the lack of, well, the prevention of further erosion of biodiversity. And lastly, agriculture in total, so your farming livestock, your food supply chains, emits more GHD than all of the transportation combined. What kind of companies can you invest in to ensure efficient investment in biodiversity? Um, I can give you an example of a company that we believe is a biodiversity champion and actually the whole model, both the supply chain and the end product are biodiversity friendly. It's a US manufacturer of home decking. It's called Trex. It's a company that was set up in the 80s and their product is made of 95% recycled um, polyethylene. So they're one of the largest recycled single-use plastic bags in the US and reclaimed wood. In addition to this, their the life of the product is in excess of 25 years. If you take natural wood, it's 10 to 15 years. So this is a company that is addressing a number of, of um, biodiversity negative impacts. So they're helping to reduce further plastic pollution. Today, globally, we only recycle 9% of all the plastic that we use, which is a big problem. Um, it prevents further landfilling by recycling. It prevents the chemical leakage going into the soil fertility in our water system. And it prevents as well ocean pollution through this leakage from the plastic. And as I mentioned earlier, through the use of reclaimed wood, they prevent deforestation. So we are estimating that Trex helped in 2021 displace the felling of almost 80,000 trees. That's all for this episode of Super Talk. Thanks to Ingrid Kukulian of Federated Hermes. For more episodes of Super Talk and for more information on the work of the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, visit our website at aist.asn.au and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.